What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the 452 Podcast, brought to you by Fountain Ford. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and we have another awesome show for you today. And with us again is Stephen Georgella, and the topic is fiscal responsibility. Are you fiscally responsible? Do you even know what that means? Are you doing it right? <laughs> do you even know what that means, listener? Uh, so we'll we'll just we'll just do it. Um, we'll kind of go through a couple of steps and how possibly we think you might be doing it wrong uh, or maybe you're not thinking about it at all and I want to run through a couple of scenarios of people that I run into and we're going to pretend these are like personas that I run into and anywhere from the people that go well I just don't check my bank account because it makes me anxious and I go wow what <laughs> So, so would you, and, and then the best part is I go, so would you consider yourself fiscally responsible? And they go, well, I guess not. <laughs> you ever seen those people, Chris? Uh, yeah. I don't even know what you even say to that. Yeah. I don't want to check it because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm just going to imagine what, how much money might be in there. But you know, that's a thing, right? Yeah. You know, that's a thing for millions of people. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. So first of all, fiscal responsibility. Guys, what we're talking about is, is we have a life and you're making money and you're trying to live your best life or whatever you'd like to call it. You're trying to afford your best life. Let's call it that. You can live your best life without money technically, but you're living in a capitalistic environment, the United States, or if you're a, if you're a worldwide listener, it just depends on where you're living. And if you're in a communist country, this changes a little bit. Um, (laughs) You're going to want to possibly rethink your view on freedom because in the United States, for a lack of better words, at times, the more money you have, the more freedom you have. Now, that's not, that's not a blanket statement, but it is widely accepted as a, it's a widely accepted statement is that if you, if you are trying to earn more so you can do more things and uh, have more freedom. Would you agree, Mr. Jones? Oh, ab- absolutely. Financial freedom allows you to do you know whatever you want to do. Right. So what I want to start with is is step one. How much do you have coming in? How much do you have going out? It sounds so simple. Uh, it is, but for some reason, people like to what I call shave. And so what they do is is they go, oh, well, I know I have four thousand dollars a month coming in gross, and it's three thousand dollars net, and there's this expense and this expense and this expense and this expense. And then what I do is, is I have them bring me a spreadsheet and they hand me the spreadsheet. And I look at them and I go, this math doesn't work. And they go, oh, I thought it did. And I go, no, this math doesn't work. You're missing this and this. Like, don't you go to, don't you go like, do you ever go out for cocktails? Do you, they're, they're missing a category. And what I call it, I call it shaving. They're basically just, they're basically just trying to tell themselves that they're not going backwards, but they're going backwards. That's that's actually what happens. And so I have a conversation. I break out every single expense. I usually have them bring me like a credit card statement or a debit card statement uh, as well as their payroll. And we can get very close to what um, to what they're actually spending and what they're saving. Then once I figure out where we're actually at, and just so everybody knows, I talk about this often, whether it's problem solving, whether it's working with clients, whatever it is. 
before we do anything, let's just figure out where we're at, right? I, I call it, just, let, let's get the facts, right? And so you can't be afraid of figuring out that like if you are overspending, here's the best part. If you're overspending on a monthly basis and you're going backwards or you're living above your means, here's the best part. All you have to do is stop. It's the best part. And the the you're gonna have to change your lifestyle a little bit too. Um, but the cool part is, is it's actually really easy. Um, you just have to quit thinking that you're supposed to live that way because you're not. And what proves it is if I'm a banker and I have a credit card note, uh, you have a credit card note with me, uh, I own you. I own, now, now depending on, now if we're talking about $1,000 and somebody that makes 50 grand a year, the $1,000 you can get out from, from underneath. Now, if it's $20,000 and you make $50,000 a year, uh, you have a problem, especially if you're at 18 to 22%. So just realize the fact that this is solvable, okay? Next is, is why are you saving this money? What is the goal? So then we're gonna do, so we're gonna figure out where we're at in the field, and then we're gonna go, well, here's what I'd like to afford, and here's why. And then we're gonna basically reverse engineer from that goal. So if it's a home ownership, if it's this, if it's you know, if it's a trip, if it's an annual trip, if it's a, um, I'd like to start a business, whatever it is, we're gonna go backwards from that. Um, and I don't want you to, I don't want you, the listener, to underestimate the patience that is required, but the excitement also that comes with the patience once you're six months in, twelve months in, and wow. A hell of a motor that just drove by. Um, once you're six to 12 months in and you're starting to make progress and um, I've done this with dozens of people probably, maybe maybe, maybe it's been a hundred, I don't know. Um, and all of a sudden they call me after six months, they go, dude, I have $1,500 in cash in the bank. And I'm like, it's the most savings you've ever had, huh? And they're like, yeah. So now when something bad happens, I can, you know, I can, I can afford it. And I'm like, awesome like that's that's what this is all about and pause so i can yell at people and we're picking back up because there were people in the studio and they can't be in the studio while we talk but that's okay because this is a podcast and know what's perfect um so um we just picked up right you just mm -hmm. picked up okay cool so <clears throat> so um so and and, and something that i want to want you to realize Only our second interruption for this podcast. Not gonna, not gonna derail this discussion. All right, picking it back up. Um, you can just clip those, right? Yeah. Great. Um, <clears throat> so, so I also want the you, the listener, to to think about the fact that even when you get to a goal. So I want to talk about the home ownership one. The number one thing that I hear after people buy a house is that they saved this. Okay, let's say you're buying a. $200,000 house so you're, and you're going to put 20% down. So you're going to put $40,000 down on that house. The number one thing I hear from people is I had no clue how, expen how expensive it was to own a house. So I sit there and I realize that they, they, they wanted to save $40,000 to buy that house. And then all of a sudden they were like, holy crap, I've been living in a one bedroom apartment for the last six years. And now I have a three bedroom house and I have nothing in it. And Oh, I went out and bought a bunch of stuff because you know I gotta fill my house so everybody can come see. Like, well, that, 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 stop it, stop, do less. They're like, well, you know, I needed, 
I needed dish rags, and I needed more utensils, and I needed more cups, and I needed an extra bed, and I needed more this, and I needed a couch, and I needed the TV, and, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there goes 10 grand. I go, where'd you put that? I put it on my credit card. Okay, so you just busted your ass for the last two years to save up for your house, and then you went back to credit card debt. Good job. Oh, and by the way, your expenses are going to be higher when you buy a house because you have more square footage. You're going to have a higher light bill, and then things are going to break, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there, and they're, they're, they're backwards. So I want you to realize that when you set that goal, realize what the goal actually is versus what you think it is, right? Um <clears throat> And so um, there are other things out there as well that come like that. If you're if you're if you're gonna save up for a depreciating asset like a car, cars get bad raps, uh, or get a bad rap. Excuse me. Uh, I don't mind that it loses money on a monthly basis because I put it in that category, right? I'm not putting it in an investment category. I'm putting it in a utilization category. So if if you just got to make sure you put you put these things in the correct like silos of your life, right? This is an actual investment. This is an actual, um, uh, this is an actual, um, this is something that makes me happy, right? So this, this, this is something I'm going to use on a daily basis, something that fits in the utilization silo. I don't care if you lose money on it because you've set that up front that you're not going to make money on this asset, right? Um, but if you're in deep debt, you better not be buying new cars, right? If you're, if you're in deep debt, you better be, you better be locked down with your 2002 Acura RSX and uh, play the old uh, Stevie Gergella game from back in the day, where I just, you know, drove those things until they, till the wheels fell off, right? Um, and the final piece is here is is remember that as the status quo changes, you can change, but the there are things that you're going to want to set out to make sure you are. Uh, you're you're taking care of. You're going to want to make sure that if you need an emergency fund, that you build your emergency fund. If you need a college fund, build that fund. If you need a house fund, build that fund plus the um, plus the extra spending you're going to need. And the and and <clears throat> if it's going to be for a business, so I right now have a side fund for my company that I keep in case I want to invest in something with my company funds, and so. That is also a piece of this fiscal responsibility uh, game in which is if Jeff and I get together and we know that we want to go after an employee or if we want to go after a maybe a competitor and try to buy them out, wherever it is, um, or maybe just for a rough track, we can set aside that money and have that chunk. And this is the best part about when you save money, everybody. And I, I, I feel as if I've said this before to a bunch of people and they haven't. Like it's mind blowing for them. Um, you don't you don't have to spend it. You can just keep waiting. You can just keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and you don't actually have to do anything with it. And the best part is, is it's not gonna go anywhere. And the kids come or or a, a great opportunity, etc. You earn the opportunity by having that cash, right? And so. That's the best part, that freedom, knowing that it's like, oh, wow. And, 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 and you stay on your plan, so you're saving $1,500 a month and $1,500. You have eighteen grand a year coming in. And all of a sudden, 10 years later, you have $180,000 in cash in there. And you never spent it on the things you thought you were going to and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, you had a dream of doing this, and now you can afford it. You had a dream of owning this, and you can afford it. You had a dream of, of buying a – you wanted to – you wanted to own your home tax free or something. I don't. I don't know what it is, but just realize the fact like the negatives of being fiscally responsible are very 
low. And maybe that's just so, I mean, I'm looking at Chris right now. Am I crazy that I just like, I'm, I'm just all about saving the money? No, not at all. <clears throat> what's that song, uh, Save That Money by, uh, uh, what's uh, Lil Dicky, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta save that money. Yeah. Uh, like there's no. There's no downside to saving money. It's really just a bunch of people worried about other people's perceptions overspending. That's exactly, and you know, you hear Gary Vee talk about that too, keeping up with the Joneses type stuff, where you feel like you you have an obligation to have all these things when you don't need that shit. You don't. Right, right. right. So uh, that's a little little spiel on fiscal responsibility. I would consider that to be probably, besides just like working really hard, I would consider fiscal responsibility to be the number one reason why we are where we are today. Um, I thank my mom and dad for that. I was 17 years old. They bought me the total money makeover. I didn't agree with the credit card thing um, because I use I use I've never had debt on a credit card, um, but I use that as a as a leverage piece for points and stuff like that. Because you know once you build a business and you have a bunch of points, it's it's a no brainer. <laughs> um, but um, I, I I consider fiscal responsibility to be you know number one or number two and the most important things. Um, and I encourage you, if you have questions on how to do this, to reach out to us because it is about you living a better life. It is about you being able to accomplish goals and live out your dreams. And the hardest part is, is getting through the first six months. And if you need help getting through the first six months, call me. I will gladly help you get on a path. It, it will take me 30 minutes to an hour to get you on a path. And all you have to do is do and follow what I write down. Um, and it works. Fiscal responsibility. C. Jones, what do you think? Yeah, and it's also worth mentioning that it'll also be helpful for your relationship. Because, you know, one of the number one reasons people get divorced is over finances. That's a great point. And so, you know, if you're fiscally responsible and you and you plan correctly, you know, it's going to make your, your romantic life and your, your home life much happier, too. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point. Close us out, C. Jones. All right, man. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening once again this week. And please uh, download, leave us a review. You can follow us uh, on any of the major platforms, on all of them. And uh, make sure you tune in next week for another episode of the 452 Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jones. We'll see you next time. Thanks.